Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. This is TJ Pittenger alongside Freddie Stevenson and Richie Barnes. A post-Christmas edition episode, probably the last episode of the year. How you gentlemen doing tonight? I'm good, man. I'm getting over a little cold, man. Got had a little sinus infection, but I'm all cleared up now. I was fortunate though, through all the sickness, I was able to still taste food. So holidays are still good for me, man. Yeah, man, that's important, right? Being able to taste food during the holidays. I'm I'm doing good, man. I uh, got back from North Carolina last night, had a, a great visit with the family for Christmas. Um, I was able to watch Tom Brady just literally have a perfect game if you go by the NFL passer rating. So, yeah, I'm feeling good, man. Wonderful holiday in this house. We were talking a little bit before uh, we started up. Um, once you have kids and stuff, like people don't really buy for you anymore, but it's pretty cool to watch your kids open presents. And um, it was pretty pretty cool Christmas. My parents are both divorced and my wife's parents are both divorced. And so like, we've had Christmas like four times, but that's fine. Cause it just, it's cool to watch your, you know, my daughter's too. And uh, Fred, I know that your daughter's young as well, right? She, she's right around, she's two. She's one, should be two and me. Yeah. It's cool to watch them get a bunch of stuff. My daughter kept trying to get like my son's gifts, like, you know, like he, you know, she knows all of those things too. So like the Lightning McQueen car stuff and the Elmo stuff that he got, she's like, Oh, this is mine too. So really just, she got like double gifts cause she'll just steal all that stuff. So, um, Richie, I saw you got some pretty cool FSU stuff. The wife came through clutch on, on some of your gifts as well. Yeah, man. So we went to a, a local restaurant here in Orlando, uh, about two weeks ago and they had to, it was a silent auction and they had a awesome like Bobby Bowden autographed piece. And then another one of like dope Campbell stadium, like a, you know, the wide shot video or wide shot photo. And I knew she bid on the Bobby Bowden one, but she didn't tell me she bid on the other one too. And she ended up winning both and they actually got delivered yesterday. So when we got home, I was able to come home and, and had them. And yeah, man, in a few weeks, I, I got to clean this office up, but I'm going to, I'm going to have an elite background with, with all my Florida state stuff. Thanks to the wife. <laughs> I've been waiting for you to clean up that office for five months. <laughs> um, shout out us. We do, uh, we do shout outs at the end of the show, but shout out us. Uh, I just, the next time you listen to this, it'll be next Sunday, which will be the second, if I'm looking at that correctly, yeah. the second or the third. Third, third. Um, we started this in August. Freddie reached out and asked me a question about when we started. We started August 2nd, so coming up on five months. Uh, I looked at the numbers yes, uh, yesterday, this morning, something. Freddie asked me about them as well. And up over 160 listens slash views uh, in five, 160,000 listens slash views in just under five months. So we couldn't thank you guys enough for the support. Um, we appreciate everything you guys do. If you could, if you can kind of show us some love on social media, that's Double Fries Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and then subscribe on YouTube. Check out our Patreon. I'm going to try and figure out some new stuff now that football season's over. We had less games and stuff like that, but I'm going to try and figure out some new stuff to kind of do with our Patreon, but you can support us there, patreon.com slash Double Fries Pod. Um, but we certainly appreciate all the love and everything that we've gotten over the last several months. We appreciate you guys tuning in and hanging out with us weekly. A lot of you guys tune in and watch this every Sunday night. So, also appreciate Guthrie's. We've got some cool things coming from them that I'm excited to hopefully get announced and, and out. 
once we get it all figured out uh, at the beginning of this 2021 year, you can visit both their locations, 1818 West Tennessee and 2550 North Monroe. CJ Wilson um, tagged us in a tweet today. So shout out CJ, uh, tagged us in a tweet of our sticker on their uh, drive-through, which is always cool to see. We appreciate them. Um, where do you guys want to start tonight? Well, I guess we had some FSU news come through. The last time we chatted, we were um, – we had just come off of a cancellation. Uh, Florida State did not play their last game of the season, did not get – well, opted out of the season, so I don't know if we would have been invited to a bowl or not. But no bowl game for LSU. Uh, it is full swing hoop season, but football never dies. So some some football news. Richie, what happened this week with FSU? Yeah, man, a, a lot's happened. So with, last time I chatted, we, we did a brief recap of National Signing Day um, and, and one thing that happened since then, Malik McLean, man, he's the big time wide receiver from Alabama, plays at IMG Academy. Uh, he decommitted from Florida State, and uh, we all just assumed he was going to Ole Miss. And uh, he signs with Florida State, uh, you know, at the last hour. So that, that was a huge time pickup for Florida State. Uh, curious to get your guys' thoughts on, on him because, man, he's a guy I, I, I said on the show because we were recording live when he left. And um, he, he's back in the fold. And I said he was a loss, but now he's a big-time pickup. So what were you guys' thoughts on him? Yeah, I think he's a guy that, if all holds well, he's a guy that can come in and be a day-one impact guy. Just watching him on film, just his size, his ability to run, change direction, direction, and then he's physical. So if he can come in and learn the playbook, get in the system, and then get that, get in that rhythm with guys, I think he's a day-one guy. Yeah, I remember when we were doing the show and he decommitted and we had another commit that day. I don't yeah. remember exactly who it was. I remember even Freddie saying something like, ah, if they decommit now, yeah, it's not a big deal, but let's see what happens around signing day or stuff like that. So, Freddie, I don't know if you had some inside sauce or some inside info on that going down or if you just kind of knew. <laughs> <laughs> but like three times and then they so I don't really it. These divas these days. But yeah, back in the fold. Um I remember we also said if we had to pick one or the other. Oh, it was the de- defensive end, whoever the defensive end that was that committed. I know we don't Peyton, get yeah, from Miami yeah. Northwestern. So we said if we had to choose one to to come or go or stay or leave, whatever, we'd, we'd pick the defensive end over a wide receiver just because of position of need. But it's really nice to to now have him back and, and have both. And so a big addition there. Um, but that wasn't it. So Florida yeah, State absolutely. also took a took a transfer. Tell us about that, Richie. Yeah, man, Jermaine Johnson. So he was a, a JUCO prospect in 2019. He was actually the number one JUCO player in the country, number one weak side defensive end, played linebacker for Georgia. But now he's coming to Florida State, man. And he's, especially today, you know, Joshua Kando announced he's declaring for the NFL draft. So to get a transfer like this is huge for Florida State, in, in my opinion, because, man, we've desperately needed an edge rusher ever since really Brian Burns left. Um, and he's killing it with the Panthers, man. He's just been crushing it. But, yeah, the, to get him uh, – and he's a guy that was rumored to look at Florida State a few months back, and out of nowhere this week, I think it was yesterday, actually, uh, he announced he's transferring to Florida State, and he he's another – you know, Freddie talks about Malik McClain, who could be a day-one impact. We know this guy can definitely be a you know a, a instant impact on Florida State, so I'm super excited about him. Yeah, without a doubt. I remember watching him coming out of high school and being excited about him, just hoping that he came to the school. And then he's had some – some of these guys, you don't really know how they'll pan out at the next level, but he's had some success at the next level. I think it was a stat that came out in 95 rushes. He's had five sacks. 
that's pretty that's pretty solid. So you have a guy coming in with some experience, and he'll be able to, like you said, day one, he's going to be able to help this team out. He has experience, um, playing experience, and he'll be able to be a leader for this group. Yeah, Richie talked about this, but with the numbers that Florida State took, um, you know, had to have guys that that could come in and make a day one impact. And you can't always get that from guys out of high school. And so Norvell's hit on a couple of, well, you know, it would appear that we've done fairly well in the transfer portal to start. You never know how guys are going to pan out once they actually get into the, into the system and into the scheme. And, and I, uh, the downside, obviously that is, you know, how long they had to play, right. Milton only has the one year. And so we will have to obviously fill out the roster in some other ways, but, you know, I'm excited to see what can happen. You know, I, I saw a stat that, something like 75% of this roster once, once we get to, to September next year is going to be coach Norvell's. And so um, somewhat exciting to see and, and a really quick job of flipping the roster by him. And I would assume that once we get to 2022's opening weekend, it, it would be close to, you know, 95 at that point, you don't have a couple of holdovers at that point from, from any other regime. So uh, exciting stuff. Do you guys have anything else on football before we jump to basketball? No, I think it's, uh, you know, uh, Coach Norvell, he did a, about as good of a job as you could do, given the circumstances, right? He, he only was able to host kids on campus for three months. Um, it, with not including transfers like McKenzie Melton, he's ended up with the t- number 22 class in the country, according to the 247 composite. Top 25 class coming off a three-win season. I mean, that's, that's pretty good. I, I, you got to be happy with it. Um, obviously we all can't wait till, you know, this vaccine gets out and we can get these players back on campus and hopefully we can get an idea of really what kind of recruiter Mike Norvell is. Um, and and it looks like he may have a a position to fill. I I don't know. Do you guys see the news that Chris Thompson, our tight end coach looks like he's going to Texas tech. I saw that earlier this, earlier this week. So yeah, we'll definitely have a spot to look at and get filled. So it'd be interesting to see who they bring in on this staff. I'm going to, I'm excited to see who they get in. Yeah, I'd love uh, – I mean, obviously there's so many different ways you can go, but, you know, with the staff, I mean, you'd love another, you know, great recruiter. You'd love a guy yeah. that can, you know, has relationships built or, you know, just however it, it kind of ends up working out or coming together. Obviously no no clue or insight on who we might go after as a tight ends coach. Um, but it'll be interesting to see kind of how that breaks out. Um the last time we were with you, we didn't do a basketball minute. I think we have one coming up here in a few minutes now. But before we get to that, Florida State played one game last week, took a little break with the holiday, beat Gardner-Webb. Not, I don't know, just kind of play down to a you know your opponent. Gardner-Webb shoots about a million threes. But Florida State beat Gardner-Webb last week, 72-59 in hoops on Monday night. Have not played since then, and they don't play again until Tuesday when Clemson – uh, when they go to Clemson on Tuesday night, 7 p.m., Florida State, still 21st in the rankings, uh, took a little bit of a hit after losing to UCF, but they travel to Clemson. And then on Saturday is a big one. I think we need to find a way to be around and live chat some of this one up because number 20 Duke and number 21 Florida State get together in Tallahassee. And I, if it was basketball games weren't just two hours, man, I might make this four-hour, eight-hour round trip trip for this basketball game but uh florida state and duke this weekend that came that came up on us quick yeah i'm pumped for it man that's that's a huge game 
Um, Florida State and Duke have had some phenomenal games in the past, you know, decade or so. You go back to Michael Snare's three-pointer in Durham. Uh, Knowles win, Knowles win, as Deckerhoff said. That I remember watching that game. That was awesome. Um, and then uh, on the other end, unfortunately, we had uh, Cam Reddish, I believe it was, who, who hit the buzzer beater on us a couple of years ago with one of the few losses we have in the TLC double C. Um, but yeah, man, I, I'm excited for Clemson. Clemson's no team. They're no slouch. Like they, they are a good team this year. And that's a game uh, I, I'm nervous about, man. I, I will be watching Tuesday night, but they are a solid team. And, and that's a game. If you lose, there's no shame in that. But if, if you win that, uh, don't sleep on that. That's a, that's a good win for Florida state. I I'm just, Man, I'm excited to get all in on ACC play. How about you, Freddie? You you played Florida. You played at Florida State. You, uh, obviously, yeah, football, I'm, but but man, the, we're we're in conference play now. Yeah, without a doubt. And when I'm right with you, when I heard the Clemson game, I was like, gosh, that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a tough. Yeah. Clemson always plays us tough, and like you said, they have a solid squad this year. And just the history in the past, they always play us pretty solid. And that's a game if we can win and this team can get that under their belt and build a little bit more confidence going into that Duke game, that'll be major for, for us going forward. And you already know that Duke game, the classes we've had in the past, that's that stuff is playing for. That speaks for itself. Yeah. I'm definitely excited for the Duke game. Um, there's some other games that are not FSU related that I want to get to in, in just a moment. But we took a break last week from this. Actually, we didn't take a break. I will put all blame on Richard Barnes, the fourth, for this. Um, but without further ado, let's get into a little holiday edition of Richie's Basketball Minute. Harlan, let's cue it up. Leonard Alexander Hamilton and the Knowles took one for the team, sacrificing a game on the hardwood to UCF in order to bring Mike Norvell, his Hawaiian sensation, Mackenzie Big Mac Milton. But that was the end of the holiday giving for the good guys as they were not so Anthony polite to the Bulldogs of Gardner-Webb. It was a back-and-forth contest for most of the night, but in the end, the good guys would come out on top. While Ham was out caroling with his players, I wrote my own FSU Christmas tune. And on the 12th day of Noel Miss, Leonard gave to me 12 dunkers dunking, 11 players playing, 10 Bulldogs crying, 9 Gators recruiting violations, 8 blocked shots, a 7-0 run, 6 stolen balls, 5 golden girls, 4 poster dunks, 3 bad refs, 2 conference titles in a Scotty Barnes bound for the lottery. Florida State defeats Gardner-Webb 72-59, moving to an impressive 5-1 on the season. The Tribe travels to Clemson Tuesday night before hosting Duke on Saturday at the TLC Double C. Woo! I don't even know what to say right now, but uh, who wants to pick the song uh, to get us out of here? <laughs> <laughs> just drop the mic and let's just go. Um, that was fantastic, Richie. I hate to give you credit for anything, but that was really good. Um, we're in the Christmas spirit, man. I, I had to come with it this week. <laughs> that was amazing. Also amazing. Let me just give Richie another shout out. Um, since we're, since I, I feel like the Grinch, my heart must've grown three sizes. Richie sent me a, um, recipe for a prime rib, standing rib roast. And it was so freaking yes. fantastic. And everybody at the table was like, oh, my God, this was amazing. You did such a great job, bro. It takes, like, no work. Like, it takes <laughs> – It's so easy, it, yeah. Yeah, it is the easiest thing ever. Essentially, 
you season this thing, put it in the oven for like 30 minutes based on the weight, really hot. And then you just turn the oven off and let it sit for two hours. You don't touch it. You don't open the oven. And then it's perfect. Like you get it out. You don't have to let it sit. It's perfect. And it was fantastic. So I'm a big prime rib fan. Um, so thank you, Richie, for sending me that recipe. That was, oof, I'm in a little bit of a food coma right now. So I'm centered on my words. I'm, I make it every year for Christmas. And uh, I knew I was going to my sister's up in, in North Carolina this year for Christmas. So I made it a week prior. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's phenomenal. I, the way the, the butter just creates the ultimate crust and it, it comes out perfect. If you do the math, man, I've, I, I want to be in a food coma again. Cause this, man, I, I love holiday meals. It was so easy. And like you said, like you couldn't, like you put a steak on the grill, you can, you can underdo it. You can over, you know, like you leave it too long. You take it off too early. Like you can mess that up. Then you got to go put it back on the grill. Or if you've gone too far, like it's just, obviously there's no repair, but you couldn't mess this up. Like you, you'd have to try to, you'd have to intentionally not fall. It was more of like a recipe than a, like yeah. a, like a feel thing. And it came out perfect. So shout out to Richie for that. Um, and my connection went out. Um, but yeah, did y'all mention Liberty, man? You got to talk about oh, We haven't Liberty. talked Liberty Coastal oh, no, no, yet. No. That, Coast, that was... College, fo college <laughs> football is coming up. We are heavy into bowl season. No, no, we ain't leaving just yet. I was just kidding about uh, walking on. <laughs> Yeah, let's start there because I was going to talk about the games coming up this weekend, but there have been some decent bowls so far, but none like this one. So, Richie, did you watch that Liberty? Co I know Freddie and I were watching it, but did you watch that Liberty Coastal game? So I missed most of it, but I did catch the highlights. But man, that was that was a great game, and it's a shame that that's not a New Year's Six game because that's probably going to be a better game than four of the New Year's Six games we're going to have this year. Uh, I would agree with that. Yeah, like the game was absolutely fantastic. Um, if you didn't watch it, um, go back and check out the the, the highlights because I can't tell you like everything that happened. But I mean, just absolutely back and forth. Um, you know, Liberty had a two score lead and Coastal came back and tied the game up with three or four minutes to go. And Liberty got the ball down inside the 10. And at that point, with um, a minute and a half to go or so, Liberty was just trying to kind of kneel the ball and run out the clock because Coastal had been scoring pretty quickly, which I thought was the right strategy, and I still agree with. I just think the execution was terrible. Freddie, I want to get your take on it as a former player. But Liberty, uh, I liked the call to, to not let Coastal have the ball back because I think Coastal would have gone down and, and scored again. But uh, the execution was pretty terrible. Liberty ended up fumbling the ball. I don't know why they handed off to the running back to have him kneel it. I, I think the quarterback should have just knelt it down and then kicked the field goal. But uh, long story short, he goes to overtime and Liberty kicks a field goal and then blocks a field goal to walk it off and win their second cure bowl. Shout out to myself as a uh, one of the proudest Liberty alum and most recognized Liberty alum that I know. Uh, Richie, what did you think about I'm sorry, Freddie. What did you think about Liberty running the clock out there at the end? Just the strategy, yeah, obviously not the not yeah, the fumble itself. The way they went about it, it was weird how they went about it. I'm like, man, they're kind of making it harder on themselves. And then once you saw the fumble, I'm like, man, come on, man, like y'all killing me right here. Like I've been on y'all side this whole year, <laughs> and I'm, I'm taking crap from everybody for picking Liberty over Coastal, and y'all do this to me, man. 
but they ended up pulling the thing out late. So it's cool. Liberty and Coastal, man, that's how it goes back and forth. When they went up early and then they had opportunities to put it away, I was like, it's not Liberty Coastal unless it's a close game. So to see them fight back and make it a close game, it's nothing like it. And I'm, it was a exciting game, man. Great to see. Yeah, Coastal was our big, big rival when I was there and had been our rivals for quite a while. I think we hadn't played since like 2016 or something just because we got out of the – um, FCS and moved to the FBS, but uh, man, it was fantastic. And I was texting some of my buddies that also went to Liberty and just kind of said, like, man, there's no way we're in this game in overtime. Like, we're going to miss the field goal. Like, we have no shot. Like, the football gods are against us now that we fumbled on the one yard line. And somehow we found a way to win it. Um, but that game was a heck of a lot of fun. We don't really talk a ton of NFL unless it's either, you know, Richie hyping up Tom Brady or me crapping on Tom Brady. But within minutes of that game, did you guys see the end of the Raiders Dolphins? Dan, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Fitzmagic again. Like, well, that was wild. So, I, man, I'm trying to watch all these games, like, in the car and just see what's going on. But a lot of my really good friends, so obviously I went to Florida State, so most of my friends are from South Florida. And, Freddie, I'm sure you can, you know uh, – understand that to where a lot of florida state students are, are from south florida and they're all big dolphin stands and, and they pulled that off i could not believe it that was a phenomenal finish and, and so fitting for the raiders right yeah it was yeah i just saw the highlight that last play but i don't really i can't tell you what all took place in that game i just that that play where they twisted his helmet and he completed that pass that's that's nuts man yeah, it was absolutely one of the wildest things to watch. I, and, I, and I think the Raiders played this the right way, too. Like, it just, you know, if you're going to give up 60 yards or 20 seconds, I mean, you're going to give up 80 with, you know, you're going to give up the touchdown with 50, right? Like, so I think that I think that they played it the right way and just a complete collapse by the Raiders' defense. And for Fitzpatrick to have the presence of mind to know – hey, I'm getting face masks right now. Just throw the ball up. Like, who cares? If it gets picked off, who cares? It'll be 15 yards the other way or 15 yards our way, and, and who cares about the pick? Um, but, man, Devontae Adams just made a spectacular play for a touchdown, and I'm playing against him right now in the Super Bowl, and so that kind of sucks to see. But, um, man, that I was thinking, man, at least Liberty didn't blow it as bad as the Raiders blew it, and then Liberty ended up not blowing it at all and winning it. But – what a demoralizing loss for for the uh, Raiders. Have you guys caught any other bowl games this year? I, there haven't been that many that have been great. No, you, you just mentioned you're watching the, the Packers game. And is that a blizzard going on out there? Because I, I saw a few pictures and it looks, oh man, Freddie, how would you like to play in a game like that right now? See, man, I got a plate in my left leg. So anytime it starts raining and it gets cold, I do not want to be out there at all. My <laughs> leg stiffens up on me like, I don't want to pause that. I, uh, I had a couple of guys. I had Jarvis Landry, and then he was out with COVID, and I had Keenan Allen, and then he got scratched and isn't playing. And so I picked up Adam – or Alan Lazard, sorry, and he just caught a ball. But he's like number 13, and Adams is 17 or something, or maybe reverse of that. And so I thought it was my guy scoring the touchdown, and – it wasn't, it was my opponent, but I can't see because of the blizzard, but Richie's right. Like it is just, I mean, it looks like one of those old NFL films videos 
uh, or like an army Navy game or something. That's got to be miserable. Yeah. We're just I, about, I feel like the Dolphins should be playing, man. It's like one of those Dolphin Dolphins Cowboys games with like OJ McDuffie, like making diving catches in the snow. Yeah. The, uh, I had a buddy that went to the Liberty game last night and he even said it was like freezing there, like 40 degrees. And so like, I was just like, man, I'm so glad I didn't go, but I couldn't even imagine being up in green Bay. I don't think they have fans at the game anyway, but uh, I couldn't imagine being out in that. That just sounds, ugh, I'd rather just do anything else with my life ever. So uh, the rest of the bowl games have kind of sucked. BYU blew out UCF. Uh, Nevada beat Tulane by two scores. Appalachian State beat North Texas. Georgia Southern blew out Louisiana Tech. Memphis beat the hell out of Willie Taggart and uh, the Fighting Owls. Hawaii beat Houston pretty good. Buffalo beat Marshall. Louisiana had a big lead against UTSA kind of blew it, but they ended up winning Georgia State beat Western Kentucky. Uh, but there are good games coming up. Um, yes. <laughs> there's not a game on Monday. So there's not a game tomorrow or today if you're listening to this. Uh, Miami plays Oklahoma State on Tuesday. That's a good one. Texas plays Colorado on Tuesday. That's a good one. Florida and Oklahoma. That's actually one of the New Year's Six Bowls that I yeah. am interested in. That's probably outside of the playoff. Um that's probably the New York six bowl that I'm the most interested in Florida, Oklahoma should be a really, really yeah, good. Do not let Oklahoma win that game because next week on the podcast, Oof, we will be bringing it. <laughs> um, uh, we might get a bonus edition of Freddie's extra sauce. Just with him crap. <laughs> um, Georgia, Cincinnati. I don't know how excited I am for that one. Notre Dame, Bama. I mean, that's a 20 point spread right now. Clemson, Ohio state. Uh, is is another good one on Friday, obviously a playoff game. And then Saturday, there there are some pretty good games, uh, kind of underrated games. Kentucky, NC State, Ole Miss, Indiana, Oregon, Iowa State, Texas A&M, North Carolina. So not as many bowls this year, a lot of opt-outs, a lot of cancellations. Um, but speaking on the playoffs specifically, uh, you guys think that – or really either one of them. Does Notre Dame have any chance of even keeping the game close – and then does Ohio Hell State no. have a realistic chance of winning? So, so for me, for Notre Dame has no chance against Alabama. That's I'll, I'll watch the game, but it's not worth watching because it, it will not be close. I do think Clemson, Ohio State is going to be a very good game. Um, I think it was a few weeks ago. I, I told y'all I thought Ohio State would win the national championship. I feel a little foolish because I <laughs> Bama's got three highs and finalists but I'm, I'm sticking with it i think ohio state's the best team in the country and i'm riding with them all the way till the end yeah um i'm with richie i don't think Notre dame has a fighting chance and i feel like ohio state despite everything is gonna put everything together when they play clemson and they're gonna come in there and get the upset but i still i don't know about picking them to win at all i think Bama right now that's just a tough matchup yeah so I think that Clemson ends up getting Ohio State. Um, a lot of that's probably just based on how good Clemson looked against Notre Dame, who, you know, Notre Dame looked a lot better than that in a lot of other games. You know, they looked a lot – their offense just looked a lot better. And so if Clemson's defense is rolling, I, you know, that Ohio State hasn't looked super impressive. So I think Clemson wins that game. Yeah, I don't think Notre Dame has much of a shot. I, it'd be great if that could be, you know, somewhat competitive into the second – half so that we can at least enjoy it for a little bit longer but 
I want, I will say, I want Ohio State to win. I don't think it happens. Uh, Debo is just absolutely being a baby back, you know what, <laughs> yeah. crying about how many games Ohio State's played, and crying about the playoffs, and crying about the rankings and stuff. And it's just like, dude, you are either the biggest just sissy ever, or like, are you like, are you scared of Ohio State? Like, if they're not worthy, that's like, what, that's what it is. What I'm thinking. Just go he beat knows them. that that Ohio State team can be the once everything is gelling, and he'll be completely pissed if he loses to a team that hasn't played that many games. And so I'd love to see it. I will. I will. I will cheer for anybody besides Florida or Miami that plays Clemson ever. Like there, there are no exceptions to that. Um, you know, I think Dabo. I'm sorry. I think yeah, yeah. I think Dabo wanted the easier route. I think he wanted a team like a team like A&M or a team like Cincinnati or something like that. He knows that Bama has an absolute layup. Um, and I think that, I think that he wanted the easier route for Clemson. And, you know, I, I could not imagine being in a playoff. I could you imagine if you remember when, yeah, you were on the team when Florida state got screwed into being the, like the, the three seed the year that we went to the playoff Jimbo didn't politic for three weeks about how we should be the one and we're the only undefeated and blah, 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 blah. We have to travel cross country and all this other stuff. He just went out and prepared, right? Like he wasn't in the media whining about Oregon or anybody else. So like Debo just, I mean, other than him and like, he is like, I mean, he's worse than Mullen. Like as bad as Dan Mullen is, He's worse than him. So, yeah, I hope I hope Ohio State just absolutely pushes their you-know-what in. Like, I hope. No, they- for, for him to – two things. Like, for him to vote Ohio State at 11th in the coaches' poll is ridiculous. And then for him, to also, for him to also say, yeah, well, you know, it'll be an easy scout for us because we only have six teams of film we have to watch on them. And if Ohio State beats them, and I hope they do, and I'm going to enjoy that game – like, you know, we, we all love when our rivals lose games, but if Clemson loses to Ohio State after Dabo, not just this week, this whole year, the things he's been saying, man, that I will love that. And I am a huge Buckeye fan uh, this coming weekend when that game gets played. How about you, Freddie? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Like, Dabo's been talking wreck. Listen, I know if they weren't motivated before, I'm spending like I'm super motivated now. Yeah. Like if I was getting five hours of sleep, I'm getting three now. If I'm a coach, like we we gotta go in there, we gotta get a win over these guys. Are talking too reckless. And after last year, that was motivation enough. But then he fuels the fire, putting them talking all this smack to the media. Ohio State has to go in there and get a win on against Clemson. That's there's no question about it. Yeah, I sure hope so. And I, it would be great for. Man, I would love to just hear Dabo's press game co- press or post game press conference after that. After talking all that crap about a team not being worthy and shouldn't be there and everything else because of, um, you know, how many games they played and such, that would just be so fantastic. So, uh, sign me up for cheering for the Buckeyes that game, but uh, I'm I'm big time roll tide outside of that. So I think that just kind of keeping the status quo of Alabama winning is probably what's best for FSU. So 
And my, uh, my wife is a big Bama fan, so it was easy to root for Bama against Florida when that game was happening. That was pretty easy for us, too. Let's yeah, uh, well, I'm sure all of us were all of us were on our rule tied at, at that point. But I, uh, I will be um, – yeah, man, I, I want Bama to win over anyone else because, like you said, TJ, you know, Florida State does not benefit at all from Clemson winning a national title. But if Bama wins, that's status quo. That's what we've seen. Like, and Freddie talked about it when he committed to Florida State. That you know, Demarcus Walker was saying, "Man, this this ain't Bama." So Bama's already got every advantage in the world. So I, I think it's best interest of Florida State if we're, because we're a Florida State podcast. It's the best interest of Florida State if Alabama wins it again this year. Yeah, without a doubt, I do not want to see Clemson hope holding up that trophy at all like that I can't see it I can't like you, you see the um the James meme going going around I just can't do it like I can't go through that I can't see them doing that I'm tired of seeing them win these ACC championships that's a that's too much in itself so seeing them hold up another national championship would just kill me yeah so man so uh when we were in Charlotte we one night we were um for Christmas, we watched the Clemson movie on Disney Plus. I and I was, crap, I was go watch Soul. I was pissed. Oh, I watched <laughs> Soul, and Soul was amazing. By the way, Soul is a phenomenal movie, and I've watched it twice already. But the Clemson movie was pretty good, man. Like me and my uh, wife were tearing up, good. and we, we we watched it. But yeah, no Soul. Man, Freddie, did you and your daughter watch Soul yet? No, I, um, I didn't get to watch Soul. I got through it a little bit, and then she wanted to put on something that she was used to like secret life of pets so we didn't get that's a great movie too man pixar just crushes it (laughs) bro it's hard richie with little kids because their attention like my daughter was into it for like the first 20 30 minutes when he's playing all the music and stuff and then they like they got done playing the music and she's just like yeah i'm good on this man like put something so we wouldn't put her down for a nap and we watched the rest of it i looked over my wife's crying at the end of it but the movie was really good so Shout out Pixar. Shout out Pixar. Maybe they'll sponsor the next podcast. Um, (laughs) But I ain't watching that stupid pick. I ain't watching that Clemson crap. I almost canceled my Disney Plus over that. Oh, oh, y'all watched that movie. I ain't gonna lie. It was decent. (laughs) It was a good movie. I hated it. I hated that I enjoyed it. But man, if if you watch it, if you watch it, you'll enjoy it. It tells a good story. so. (laughs) Um, So, anyway. New year coming up. Do you guys, I'll ask this and then I think we're wrapping up. This is a quick episode. Not a lot to talk about, but we still want to do an episode. No weeks off. Um, New year's coming up. Do you guys have any fun new year's traditions and, or do you have any resolutions for this year? As far as traditions, I don't really have any traditions. That's wherever I end up at um, that year. Just kind of go with the flow. But as far as um, New Year's resolutions, I'll just say um, just trying to move forward, cutting off any negative vibes. If something that's not helping you grow, then let it go. Positive, positive vibes all 2021. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited. You know, it's 2020 has been terrible for almost everybody. You know, it's, a lot of people have good years. But, man, in general, just what a disaster this whole year has been. For me, you know, uh, I don't have any new year's resolutions for the most part. You know, I, I'm just excited to, you know, move forward and, uh, you know, keep, keep pushing this podcast. Cause I, I'm having a blast with, with you guys, uh, TJ and Freddie, and then, you know, Harlan and, 
and Ed and Brian and the whole team. I, I'm just so excited with, with what we have going and what we can build upon. And I want to continue to build upon that. That's that's my New Year's resolution is to say, hey, man, we got a really good thing going. Let's just keep pushing it forward. Yeah, no, for sure. I, uh, I'm i kind of the same way. I don't, I don't really make resolutions. I did set a goal last year um, that I wanted to – feel like freddie i feel like i'm getting on my freddie game here for a minute but i set a goal last year at the beginning of the year that i wanted to definitely be more healthy and part of that was i wanted to uh go to the gym three times a week so i just kind of averaged that out to be like 150 times and like i crushed that beginning the peloton helped a ton you know just you know being able to ride at home and not have to actually go to the gym but like i i worked out like well over 300 times and so like i crushed the goal of 150 so i want to do something like that like i want to set kind of a goal i I feel like a resolution is kind of stupid. Like, oh, I want to, I'm resolved to do that. But like, if you don't set a goal, yeah, you know, you're not gonna. I'm not saying specific to it. it. Yeah, right, right. Oh, I want to be more healthy. Oh, what's that mean, bro? Like, you just, yeah. you know, you eat a donut <laughs> for breakfast. You eat a donut for breakfast, and then you don't eat for the rest of the day, and you like lose half a pound. You know, that doesn't count. So, uh, I don't, I don't know that I have anything for this year or not. But uh, last year was a was a good year. It was a tough year for a lot of people, but we uh, we welcomed my son and he's healthy at six months old now, and uh, my daughter's growing awesome, and doing well. So it was a it was a hard year. It was a weird year, but um, I, you know I know a lot of people had a difficult year, so I don't mean this like callous, but it was a good year for me. So I had a I had a great year. We started something that's pretty awesome with with you guys, and so we talked. I talked about this on the Big Three Roll Up, but just being able to find the positives. You know, the year was weird and it was difficult. I mean, I, I, a lot of really good things happened this year. You know, some bad things happened too. But, um, you know, 2020, I, I don't know how many people would actually say this, but I think it's all about your perspective. But 2020 was easily the best year of my life, right? Like we had a kid, you know, I just grew as a person. My, I grew our family, you know. So I guess it's all perspective. Not to get too deep, but uh, we also didn't lose to UF. We didn't lose to Clemson. We, you know, like we had a good year, you know. Norville like, did not lose to Miami. Yeah, Norvell has That's never lost to a Norvell's never lost to a rival. Yeah. Me and Freddie got box tickets for football and basketball. No, screw, you guys. <laughs> screw you guys. Hey Freddie, you want to go to the Duke game Saturday? <laughs> we can go. I think Richie's got plans, so me and you'll go up to the game, bro. I um, hate you guys. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> um all right, let's wrap this up. You guys have any oh, let me say this. It's the end of the year. It's December 27th. We're listening. We're, we're taping this. If you listen tomorrow morning, obviously December 28th, there's three, four days left in the year. Uh, you can still sign up to be a booster. I know we showed them a lot of love a couple of weeks ago. Um, your contribution is tax deductible uh, to the booster. So if you're trying to get a contribution in by the end of the year so that you can write off on your taxes coming up next year, go to boosters.fsu slash edu or you can just google Seminole boosters and check them out um they i mean they do so much good work uh we're, we need to have president all or uh, the ceo mr Alford, back on to talk with us again about some of the strides they've made but they do such great work with the uh nutrition and the just kind of everything with uh our Seminole athletes well over 500 athletes that we have at florida state so if you haven't, or if you need to buy somebody a last minute Christmas present, go to boosters.fsu.edu and consider contributing there. For five bucks a month, I know that sounds like a commercial, but for five bucks a month, you can contribute and be part of the team. Uh, you can also call them 850-644-3484. Uh, 
Um, all right, now I think we really are wrapped up. Any shout outs this week? Last shout outs of the year, so get them in now. I mean, it'll be the same next year, next week, but if you want any more 2020 shout outs, it's your last chance. Oh, uh, no shout outs for me. Like, I'm good. Richie I'm watching this shot. game right now at the bottom of these cleats. It, like, they can, I don't know how they're able to stay on the feet right now. All this snow. Bro, it, they need like uh, change done. Richie's been talking for like four minutes and he's gone mute right now. So I have no idea what you said since we said shout outs. But, Richie, go ahead. Yeah, no, it, it's been, uh, man, it, it, it's like a blizzard out there in Green Bay right now. So that, that's awesome. But no, just uh, shout out my nephew. You know, he he's deciding what college he wants to go play at next. And, you know, he's got about six or seven offers. And I'm excited to see what he uh, where he ends up. And, he, you know, he's looking at a college in Virginia. So shout out to you, Matthew. I, I saw him for Christmas and um, nothing but the best for you, man. You know what? That reminds me of one. Uh, shout out my guy, Kellen Rumfelt. He is a 2023 quarterback from Murphy, North Carolina. He plays with, or he played with, um, oh man, I forget the, uh, Yusuf Murgabil. Uh, Murgerbill, I, I don't know how to say the last name. I'm, I know I'm butchering it, but he played with him. Kid committed to UF. He's a 2021 offensive lineman, but shout out my guy, Kellen Rumfelt. Um, I helped, or I worked with him a little bit. He's got a really good highlight tape. He just needs to kind of grow a little bit, but hopefully, um, hopefully he can get some good looks and I've kind of sent his video out to some different people. So all that to say, Richie inspired me with shouting out a, a kid. And so I shout out Kellen. Also, shout out. <laughs> I'm go sorry. Ahead. I got one. Now. I got Freddie? one. After you go ahead. All right. Uh, go ahead, Freddie. You go, and then I got one more. Then we'll be done. All right. I was just gonna say shout out to all the supporters of the podcast. Everybody that's been loyal yes. over this year, shared the pod, um, shared it with friends. Um, we're only five months in, but we're plan planning on continuing to build and being at a whole new level next year. So we appreciate all the support in this short period of time. Thank y'all. I know 2020 has been rough, so we appreciate all the support, all you guys that invested your time to us. Um, 2021, man, let's let's level up. Absolutely. Take some of that Trump stimulus uh, money and sign up for our Patreon. Got <laughs> um, <laughs> 600 bucks coming your way. $5. CJ's trying to get us canceled here. <laughs> that ain't canceled, bro. Like He just signed it. Like I, I just saw it went through on the timeline. Um, my last shout-out was for Blaine Gabbert. Uh very impressive that he was able to come yeah. in yesterday against the vaunted uh, Detroit Lions defense and put up uh, just under 150 yards and touchdowns. So um, it, I was somewhat thinking that it would take the greatest quarterback of all time to put up video game numbers against Detroit, but apparently Blaine Gabbert was able to do it as well. So I don't know. I, maybe we have the second greatest quarterback of all time sitting behind uh, Tom Brady. So Pretty awesome uh, for Bucks fans. Got one last one. <laughs> Shout out, one last one for me. Shout out to Roberto Aguayo, man. Yes, yes. Go. Good for him, man. Three years out the game, man. He, he's getting another opportunity, man. I I can only imagine what these past few years have been like. But I'm glad he didn't give up, man. That's that's nothing but motivation. I'm happy for him. Yeah. And when when Belichick is the one that takes a chance on you, that that means something, right? Like he's. Yeah. That's that's legit. So Roberto, that's awesome. Love to hear that. 
Bro, yeah, I hope he has a 15-year career, you know, going on yeah. from, from this point. You know, like, I hope he just kicks For sure. forever. Um, break from football, got away from the game a little bit, uh, had a regular old day job like the rest of us for a little bit. Now getting back into uh, getting back into it, man, I hope he's been able to clear his head. One of the nicest guys that I've – I know, Freddie, you know him a lot better than I did, but one of the absolute nicest guys that I've ever met um, – you know, we would go up for those booster tours and we would take pictures with, you know, the guys that would stop and, you know, you try to get a picture with Jameis and it was pretty tough because everybody wanted a picture with them and the SIDs like trying to shoo them along. And some of those guys, um, Roberto had like the mindset of like, man, they want a picture with me. <laughs> like, let's go. So Roberto was always super nice. I remember one time it was like raining and we were like, Oh man, can I trouble you for a picture? He's like, absolutely. No, no. Somebody take the, you know, like, <laughs> Um, I got a Bucks hat signed by him when he got picked up here in Tampa. I went out to training camp. So I just need to figure out how to get that logo off there and I'll put a Patriots emblem on the front of it now. <laughs> but uh now I'm super excited for Roberto and, and just hope the absolute best for him. Oh yeah. It's crazy because we were in Chicago together and I um things didn't work out for him there. But I think a year after he got an opportunity in San Diego, I believe. And I felt like he got completely screwed over there. Like he was, he looked the best all preseason, but I'm glad he kept pushing on. Yeah. It was just so cool to see that he got signed by the Patriots. Cause you, Bill Belichick, man, he's the, the biggest name. If you talk about coaches in the NFL and good for him for saying, Hey, I, I like this guy. He is the most accurate kicker in college football history. So it doesn't hurt you to bring him onto your squad. So good for you, man. Man, far cry from these days, but there was a point where Roberto Aguayo had like scored something like 27 or 28 points against Florida. Um, and like over like three years of them playing us, like that's the same amount they had scored on us. So anyway, I know we're a long way from that now, but they didn't score any on us this year. So shout out to Roberto and, uh, Shout out to my fantasy team. We're I need Tannehill to kind of step up here. So, um, last song of the year. Let's unless one of you guys has something. Let's uh, Harlan. You want to pick this song? Happy New Year, Merry Christmas. Thanks for all your help. Yeah, let's uh, throw Harlan. Let's uh, let's roll. You can pick it. Um, you don't want me to pick it now or end it and pick it later? Pick Whatever it now. you want to do. You're the you boss. Got, no, you got to pick yeah. it now, man. Oh, got to pick it now. Uh, Richie's not after, after 2020, let's go with um, – this isn't going to be a holiday one. This is going to be fine. a 2020 – let's do Whiskey Glasses by Morgan Wallen. Love it. Let's do it. All right, boys. I will see – again, unless something absolutely crazy happens, I will see you guys next year. I was waiting all week to use that dad joke. And uh, we'll, we'll recap the playoffs. And hopefully an FSU win over Duke. 6 p.m. on Saturday. Yes. Pour me, pour me another drink. Cause I don't wanna feel a thing no more. Hell no. I just wanna sip it till the pain wears off. Pour me, pour me another round. Line them up and knock them down. Two more, let's go. Cause I ain't never heard. Make them drink strong, cause brother, she's gone. And if I'm ever gonna move on, I'ma need some whiskey glasses. Cause I don't wanna see the truth.
make them drink strong Cause brother C's gone And if I'm ever gonna move Cause if she ain't ever coming back 